Clouded Waters is a novel that revolves around a newspaper publisher in the small town of Iron, Minnesota, who is investigating a mining company that has been working to gain favor and permission to dig for copper and nickel in their town, and in the process could be storing potentially harmful mining waste nearby, a very real and timely issue in Northeast Minnesota. I'm so excited to talk now with the author of Clouded Waters, Duluth writer Diana Hunter. Diana, what inspired you to put this issue at the heart of your novel? Yeah, well, I was inspired uh, by this because I'd been following the copper nickel mining issue. I'm, I live in Duluth, so really, um, in one scenario, depending on which mine gets permission, and uh, there's three that are trying to now in real life, um, wa uh, polluted waters could be coming our way and uh, going out to the oceans of the world via the Lake Superior St. Lawrence Seaway. And uh, so it was something I thought I should know more about, but I frankly found myself having a hard time following the issues. There were, as I said, there's three mines involved. And so, um, and they, each of them is involved in permitting battles at various levels and have been for a long time. So it's kind of hard to keep track of the latest thing happening. And uh, for me, the uh, pandemic was kind of a, a piece of it anyway, was fortunate. And that was that the shutdown allowed me to stay home and do some research. And so one of the things I thought I wanted to do first was find out a lot more about copper nickel mining so I could be a good citizen <laughs> because I really hadn't been paying close enough attention and I knew it was important. And so I did a lot of research. And meanwhile, I thought, well, maybe I should start actually seriously working on a book because I'd been uh, thinking about a novel. It's It actually morphed through some different um identities uh, or different plot lines. And I just couldn't really get started on it until I had that long stretch of quiet time, I did the research on copper nickel mining, and then a story started to evolve around that. One of the themes I really wanted to talk about um, is the idea of doing the right thing, because our main character, who is Susan B. Ellingson, but we call her S.B., um, she is a publisher for a, a small local newspaper in the town of Iron. And as we're talking about doing the right thing, you know, she is trying to be a responsible news person. She's trying to be a responsible publisher and writer. Um, so we've got her trying to do what she thinks is right as a professional. We've got other people coming forward with information about the corruption in that Beno Geo company who's trying to do the mining and as the story progressed, I was asking myself, would I risk uh, my safety? Would I risk my family's safety and by, by providing information that I think people needed to know? And I wonder if you can talk about what compels people to do the right thing when they have circumstances kind of working against them like that. Yeah, and it's really a question for our, our current times too, isn't it? Because we have this extraordinary situation going on where truth is becoming contested simply by people systematically and consistently lying. <laughs> and uh, there's no check on it, you know, suddenly be because of a new technology that came along and became the internet and, um, and then social media. And uh, 
there used to be newspapers who were sort of kept in check, not always totally, uh, you know, by their business connections in the community and by various political social pressures that had become sort of the way we were. And uh, for those of us my age, which is my 70s, we've come through this extraordinary change of values and ways of finding out information. And I think we're all tested by this now. How far would we go how to, to keep ourselves safe? First of all, I do believe there is a thing called truth. And I think that's probably important to say here. And that we can seek it out. I mean, I spent years teaching freshman comp in college. And one of the primary things you teach there is how to evaluate evidence and how to build an argument that's based on truth and uh, sort through ideas. And now we seem unable to do it. And uh, it's it just blows my mind, actually. So I guess uh, that's one of the reasons I decided to put SB in this position. She had to, as the primary character in a mystery, she had to be someone who was in a position to know things that other people might not know and to observe things. So I just, I chose newspaper person partly because I had experience as a journalist too. I worked for a small uh, paper in mine at North Dakota. What was, we thought it was a large paper. It was the mine at daily news and the town was about 30,000 people. So it had a pretty good subscribership back then. I was introduced to this new world, which was a professional world. My parents were workers. They were, my dad was a truck driver and my mom worked for the railroad as a telephone operator. And so they worked by the hour for wages and I had no other professional contacts in my life really until I started working for the Miami Daily News. So it came from a place of admiration of what journalists do and traditionally at least. And and um, just felt like that was the right kind of person to put in this pressure situation that I wanted to subject my main character to. This is what we're reading. We're talking with Duluth writer, Diana Hunter. And Diana, I did want to ask you about this because news reporting is so integral to the story. The state of local newspapers and reporting on local issues is another real life issue, especially in our small towns. Like you were just saying, I think you do a good job at showing that importance of the local media throughout the story. Uh, it worked really well for uh, showing what kind of person SB your protagonist is. But what do you think the importance of local media is today, especially? And and what are some concerns you have with, with small towns losing newspapers? Well, I, I'm really concerned about it right now. Um, in Duluth, you know, our daily newspaper went down to twice a week now and it comes by mail instead of being delivered and with the changes in the post office there are times when we get our Saturday paper on Monday so it no longer feels like new news anymore when it arrives plus there's been a I find very little coverage in it of uh, the city council um, or other business of the city that I'd like to know more about and feel like that was an important part of having a daily newspaper was knowing in a timely way what was going on in town. Um, I'm not, I don't do social uh, networking, so that's been kind of amazing that I've actually been able to get a book out and, and uh, get some word out about it. I did set up a website just because this book was coming out. So, um, of course, like as I said, I have kind of like this uh, 
heritage connection to daily newspapers, but I, I also think that they're just essential, as is our places like KAXE and KBXE that um, give local news and information. And I've been an admirer of Marshall Helmberger mm-hmm. and the Timber Jay. It's just, uh, he's done, I've, a bunch of his writing has come up um, when I've done searches on copper nickel mining. He's been a big advocate of truth telling. And um, there are still people like uh, him and his paper out there and papers like his paper out there. I'm all for supporting them. I'm glad there's some, apparently there's some uh, foundations involved in now trying to get in and buck up and support local news. And uh, I hope we can save it because I, I think without it, there's no one to contest the lies. And uh, when there's no one to contest the lies, then the truth is is going to suffer. Yeah. Getting into the characters a little more in this, in this novel in clouded waters, um, SB is just such a wonderful character and she's at the heart of the story. And she is a empty nester. Her two kids are off making their own way in the world And she is still grieving the death of her wife, Ramona, from several years earlier. An attraction between SB and a new resident in town complicates Mm -hmm. things. But can you talk about how you wanted to portray grief and healing in Clouded Waters? Yeah, well, as I age, I I get much more concrete understanding of how loss is an essential part of life, you know, and what matters is how we deal with it and how we treat each other through the process, you know, first of all, too, I wanted to have an element of romance in the book. I don't know why I wanted to complicate the plot so much, but this meant I had to have a number of plot lines running forward. There was the romance plot line and the uh, mystery plot line. And then there's all the family relations as well. And they all have their own tensions and streams of uh, at interactions and um, conversations going forward in the book. And uh, so, yeah, I guess I wanted SB not to just be grieving, but I wanted to bring some joy into her life. Um, But I wasn't sure she was, how she was going to accept it because she was really resistant. You know, she really didn't want to let go of, what she had and actually she didn't have to but that's the thing she didn't seem to realize that all the people that we leave behind or who leave us behind because they pass before we do uh we carry them with us throughout our lives and so um sb in many ways was carrying ramona forward in her life and she just needed to come to a place where she realized she could still open up to love even though that might mean exposing her loved ones to danger and uh, and just to the everyday dangers we face anyway of in relationships, whether or not we can keep moving forward in positive ways with each other. You hinted at this, but will we see more of SB in the future? We may. I have actually got sketches for um, a book that would be a sequel to this book and also for a couple of books that would be sort of like prequels, you know? So um, I don't know if they'll happen or not. It took me about 
well, it took me maybe three or four years to three years, I guess, to write this novel. And my memoir took me about four years. So I, maybe the next book could take me only two years and then I'd be <laughs> 76 when it's done if I start now. So I don't know. Time may be running out on me. I have these ideas and and uh, if my brain holds out, then I, I think that they could be possibly actually become books. Oh, great. I look forward to that. <laughs> Diana Hunter's new novel is Clouded Waters. It's what we're reading. I'm Tammy Bobrowski.